morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, a weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday, number 122. And this week, we're going to talk about something that, unfortunately, we have, you know, I, I just felt the need to talk about, kind of had a thought or a concept on deck, but if you've been following the Twitter feed at all this week, uh, there's been a lot of stuff about AAU and summer basketball and the stuff that's going on with that. Now, uh, we're we're towards the end of the summer. Uh, teams have been playing a lot. Officials have been officiating a lot. Uh, people are tired of, of certain behaviors and chirping and, and, and stuff that they would probably brush off in April. Uh, they're tired of hearing in, in July, and and that's just human nature, and to a degree, I understand that. But I, I just felt like that this is something that I wanted to talk about this week for Foundation Friday. I really realize, and and we'll get to this uh, here in a little bit. I, I don't want to complain about something and not have a solution. I think it's just like coaching. Uh, we can't rebound. Okay, well, that's obvious. We got out-rebounded by 20 rebounds tonight. How are we going to fix it? Okay, so I, I want to throw out here, and, and if you've been following on Twitter, some of these things I've, I've put out there on Twitter for, for thoughts and ideas or retweeted thoughts and ideas that, uh, to, to help fix this problem because it's becoming a problem. It, it, it is, without a doubt. Uh, now, first, let me, be the, let me be the first to say, and I might be underselling this percentage, but 98% of our AAU coaches, and I'm using that number as 98, and maybe it's 99, maybe it's 99.5, I don't know. Uh, they do a tr- they do, the, their hearts are in the right place. Obviously, some coaches are going to be better than others, but they realize what the purpose of it is. Yeah, they might get a little too competitive now and then, uh, so forth and so on, but they're doing things for the right reasons. Uh, and just like with everything, uh, it, that we do in our society, most people have their heart in the right place. Are are their actions always uh, going to be perfectly in line with that? No, and, and I'd be the first one to say that. And, and let me, before we go any further, let me uh, first say, or secondly say, that, that I'm not going to throw uh, stones in a glass house here. I am not perfect. I am not perfect on the sideline. Uh, there are there are times where I get uh, upset with an official. I try not to say a whole lot. Uh, I think I've gotten better at that. But there's, you know, I, I know I'm guilty. I, absolutely I am. And I and after I say something, probably usually within like two seconds, I feel like crap after saying it. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I do believe that, that we try to do things the right way. Um, I think in, in some ways the proof is in the pudding. You know, I haven't had a, a technical on the sideline for behavioral issues since 2008. That's been, I don't know, 13-ish seasons, something like that. Haven't got a T in 13 years. Uh, now, I got a couple technicals for screwing up on the book, and I'm a moron for doing that. Uh, so, you know, but again, I, do, I don't want to sit here and say, yeah, I'm perfect. I never do anything wrong on the sideline. Absolutely not. I do. Uh, but a lot of this uh, stems from a couple of things. Uh, number one, uh, I, I retweeted a, a video earlier this week of uh, an official and a coach getting into an argument. Uh, I'm not going to break it down like the Zapruder film here, and and but regardless of who is at fault, we have two adults that literally get into a scrum rolling on the floor, 
there's a young man that apparently came over and and tried to kick somebody. There's other adults in there uh, trying to to throw contact in there. Um, just just insane stuff. And this is this is like a a fourteen U basketball game on a Sunday morning or something like that. I mean, this is just this is just nuts, people. This is just absolutely nuts. Um, nearer and dearer to to my situation, uh, we have one. Uh, a lot of our girls play for an organization here in in Nebraska, and they were playing a game. Uh, we have a team that has uh, three or four of our kids on it, and they were playing a game. And and let me before I get into this. I wasn't there, but I've had four or five different people say the same story. Um, and so this is like Woodward and, and Bernstein here. You know, if, if four or five people tell you the same story, it's probably a true story without being around one another. Okay, so there's two history nerd references between Zapruder film and Woodward and Bernstein. Uh, but our, our girls are playing. Uh, they were down quite a bit uh, early in the second half. They made a comeback. Uh, there's about three and a half minutes left. A girl from the other team went in for a layup. And one of the players, not one of our kids, but uh, one of their teammates, uh, fouled this girl. It was, you know, a clean foul, but there was contact. And the officials called the foul right away, apparently. Um, the girl from the other team hit the floor. Apparently, uh, the, the girl on my girls' team hit the floor even harder. And a parent just jumped up from the bleachers and went out and just started cussing everybody out out in the middle of the floor went out and and i get it our our kids have have gotten hurt in competitions soccer uh our our kids mainly played soccer and basketball Uh, our daughter played some volleyball but that's obviously a non-contact sport but our boys and so there are times where hey yeah you have that little lump in your throat when when a kid gets when when your child goes down absolutely um but this this adult male um went out on the floor um, was calling 13- and 14-year-old girls derogatory names, and I won't even use the, the first letter of the word that he was using, uh, but he was, he, he was calling them something uh, that I would get fired for if I used it one time. How about that? Uh, and he used it multiple times, and he went after another referee, and there was a bunch of language, and and it was to the point where our kids and and the parents decided to forfeit the game. They just walked away, and they said, we're not going to do this, and this this guy was hooting and hollering, and, and our kids were legitimately scared as this parent stormed the floor, and and what's really messed up about this, what's really messed up is the organizers of the tournament tried to get them to come out and finish the game and they tried to say it's no big deal this happens all the time no it doesn't no it doesn't it doesn't happen all the time it shouldn't be happening all the time and if you're okay with stuff like that happening all the time then we really really need to reevaluate things and and yes this hits home to me because these are my players these are my kids that I'm going to be coaching the next few years But I would say the same thing if it was any of my listeners' kids, whether they were male, female, regardless of the situation. When we start normalizing behavior like this, when we start saying, it's okay, let's just come out and finish the game, therein lies 
the problem. Coaches are absolutely loving our Taking Over a New Program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching, and during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, Strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. So how do we fix this? How do we fix this uh, is, is the question that needs to be asked, okay? And, and it's like I tell my assistant coaches, don't come to me with any problems. Come to me, I, and again, come to, if you want to come with me with problems, also come with me with, for solutions as well, or with solutions. So between myself, between some online uh, stuff here, I, I've got some, some thoughts, some ideas here on ways that, that we can kind of curb these issues with AAU with summer ball with club ball that type of thing and I'm going to go from with what I believe I've got five ideas I'm going to go with the most logical one to probably the hardest one to pull off all right the first one is a a code of conduct that you have for your tournament you are going to establish clear and precise behavioral conduct uh, guidelines that you are going to hold parents players coaches and officials too i i you know let's say you send out your let's say you're having a tournament friday saturday sunday uh you send out your code of conduct with your schedule whenever you finalize that schedule and you say in your email that i need you to uh as you send this out whether it's schedule star or whatever all the other apps you know all these different things you know uh email i'm old school email just works for me uh but however you send it out you need to get a verification from that organization, from that coach, whatever, however you want to do it, that yes, I have gotten and I have read this code of conduct and I understand the code of conduct that you are asking for for the West High Tournament this weekend. Okay? Then, when each team arrives, you have a a manager, a gym manager, whatever it may be, and before the first game starts for each team, you go up and you have that gym manager go up to the coach and say, sir, I want to go through our code of conduct with you one more time just to make sure that everybody's on the same page. And I want you to know that you are responsible for your team's actions and you're responsible for your parents' actions. And if we have any issues with players, with parents, with coaches, Here's what's going to happen. And whatever your repercussions are, that's your repercussions, okay? And and you have a an adult in a low-stress situation. As soon as that team walks in the gym, you have somebody there ready to talk to each coach and each program as they walk in the gym door. And you sit down and you have this two- or three-minute conversation with every coach that comes in. And you emphasize to that coach, hey, if we have any shenanigans, if we have any stupidity, you're done. You're out of here. We're going to dismiss your team. Uh, we're not going to refund you for your entry. Uh, that's just the way it's going to be. And you're not going to be invited back to next year's tournament. 
And, and I think that's the most logical way to head off a lot of these problems. And, and you know, you're really clear with the coach. If you, any of your parents act like idiots, we're just going to stop the game and we're going to stop and your team's disqualified. And so you need to go over to your parents and you need to explain to them that if anybody starts acting like a knucklehead, we're going to pull the plug on your team. And, and then we'll figure out the scheduling for everybody else. But we're, we're just not going to put up with this. I think that's the most logical thing that you could do. Um, Another suggestion, I saw this on Twitter, and I forget who put it on there. I'd love to give whoever uh, this credit, a behavior deposit. And maybe you team this up with a code of conduct. And not only do you say, okay, uh, here's a code of conduct, and maybe you choose not to do a code of conduct, but you say, here, here's a behavior deposit. And if we have any issues with players, parents, coaches, uh, we're going to keep this $500 deposit. If everybody does what they're supposed to do, if everybody behaves properly, Here's your $500 deposit back. And here's how you can lose your deposit. Here's how uh, you can keep your deposit. Here's what we expect from you. So I think those are two really good ways that you can do that. Um, kind of moving down the line. Some other things, maybe for the future. Big, A couple of things for the big picture. Uh, and, I, and I put this out on Twitter. Uh, like a red flag registry. Uh, have a place where, where people can report via social media. Hey, um, the 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 premium team out of Omaha. I, I don't think there's a premium team. If there is a premium team out of Omaha or Nebraska, I apologize. I, I've just looked up at a box and it says premium on it, so that's where I got the name. The premium team. Uh, we had this issue with the with the under sixteen premium team, and you know here is you know here's what happened. Maybe if you have video, which everybody's taping everything these days, so there's probably some video somewhere. But here's this issue we had with this team or this coach or this program and just letting everybody know. And so you kind of establish this one place where everybody can come to and they can see, okay, hey, premium premium 16U out of Omaha. They were kind of a pain in the took us at the West High tournament a couple of weeks ago. Do we really want them registering for our tournament next month? I don't know. We got to call them about this. We got to check and see what's going on with this, so forth and so on. So I think that's something that that can happen. Uh, a, a thing again and again, it, it, from start to finish, it gets from easiest to hardest. Um, the next thing is is licensing for coaches. I, I really think a lot of the problem is uh, a lot of these coaches that are involved with these situations are not coaches that really uh, have invested the time into teaching themselves how to coach. Well, I played, therefore I know how to coach. And I get that. And I know a lot of folks, you know, it's hard. It's hard to find time to, to, to do these things and people are taking time out of the day. But at the same time, we have to protect the product. We have to protect the game, the game itself. And so if you really want to do this, if you really want to do this, have some sort of educational tool to help you. Hey, when I'm mad at an official, how should I handle that? How should I handle that? Um, you know, when I'm upset with a scorekeeper, what should I do? How do I communicate that? You know, things like that. And a lot of these things, a lot of these issues can be done with, with training. Uh, every step of the way in every other youth development thing that we have, if we, if we have a high school coach, if we have a junior high coach that's through our schools, there's got to be a process that they go through, so forth and so on. So, uh, you know, some sort of licensing. And, and we can kind of copy uh, the European model and, and what uh, soccer in Europe, or as they call it, football, uh, does with licensing of coaches over there and, and meet requirements so that they can coach at certain levels and, and make this so that we do have people who are going to do things the right way. Um, that's the biggest thing. And, and then, of course, uh, and this was suggested by Omaha Elite, um, uh, 
less events, uh, more practices, and, and a governing body, a governing body that, that can handle these situations, uh, that, that centralizes some of this stuff. And I know like at the highest level, we have the EYBLs and that type of stuff. And, and of course, you're, you're not really going to see a lot of issues at the EYBL level. Uh, because those are the best players, and the best player is going to be attracted to the best coaches. I get that. That's simple. That's really, really simple. A lot of these issues come from other situations where we don't have qualified coaches, where we have uh, things that just kind of run amok. And, um, you know, I really feel like, uh, you know, that's, that's a, you know, having that governing body. And again, that's a, that's a long way. And I don't know how you would organize it. I don't know how you would govern it. Uh, I, the, the NSAA or the Iowa High School Athletic Union has a tough time governing Iowa or Nebraska, re, you know, uh, relatively speaking. Uh, how are we going to do that for a national AAU thing? I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but in a perfect world, uh, would it be great to have some sort of oversight company or oversight entity to help out with these issues when it comes to AAU basketball? That'd be awesome. Uh, listen, AAU is a really, overall, it's a really, really good thing. Um, there's a heck of a lot more good that comes out of AAU than there is bad. Is it perfect? No, nothing's perfect. You know, high school programs aren't perfect. Uh, you know, but you know, we have to really start looking at these things and start coming up with solutions soon. We, we do. We have to, we, because if we don't do something soon, Something bad is going to happen, and it's going to it's 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 going to be really really bad. Somebody's going to get really really hurt. Uh, we're afraid at some point, and I, and I hate to say this, the violence might escalate to a point where um, it's to the point of no return, and and then it gets really really ugly. And so, uh, let's solve this problem before it gets worse. We have. Uh, a, a little bit of a break here at the end of July. Uh, we're not going to see a whole lot of basketball tournaments played in August and September and even into October. We're not going to pick up again for another 90 days or so. So let's get the conversation going. Let's start talking about ways to prevent uh, bad things from happening as much as we can. And, and no matter what we do, it's just like with anything. No matter what we do, there's still going to be bad situations. I'm not sitting here saying, hey, if we just do this code of conduct, everything's going to be good and everything's taken care of. No, we're still going to have. But you know what? It's going to be fewer and farther in between. And we need to get back to the mission of AAU and summer basketball. And the two or three big things with AAU and summer basketball is to make our players better for their high school teams to have our kids have a great time great time and to learn about athletics and the farthest thing down the line that anybody should be worrying about but unfortunately it's what it's evolved into is the almighty scholarship and the and and the money that is driven by it uh we need to quit looking at our at our players as investments we need to look at them as kids and do what's best for the kids. And far too often, we as adults are failing our kids because we're worried about things that should not we should not be worrying about if we're doing this for the right reason, i.e. money, i.e. our own wins, i.e. our standing as the quote-unquote winning coach. So 
I really apologize if you think I'm on my soapbox here. I don't mean to be that way. Uh, but these couple of things uh, between the video and what happened with our kids this last weekend really hit home with me. And, you know, if I've got a platform to, to talk about stuff like this and to, to throw out, again, throw out possible solutions to help out with this issue, to make it better for our kids, then that's what I want to do. And so let's keep the conversation going in a positive way. And let's keep this thing moving in the right direction. Let's starting. Let's start moving it in the right direction. And let's have this be uh, the low point, and let's start digging ourselves out of the hole when it comes to these issues. Coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.